The drought may extend for a month or two further, he thought, as he walked through the doorway, clasping his rough gray beard that had gathered the dry winter dust. An old man, Montego, owned an aging white bungalow in, in Kelly Bay. A mere two acres of dry terrace beneath surrounded it that seemed desert-like in an endless drought. He perpetually wondered how he was going to survive with his wife, Shirkin. He thought of his only infant son, Shankar, too. They depended on the gracious dairy farm for their living that came as an inheritance from the great-grandparents. When he experienced such thoughts, he felt wary, like the oxen burdened with a heavy yoke. When he experienced such thoughts, he felt wary, like the oxen burdened with a heavy yoke that pulled him down with a hard grip. He found it hard to recover. Better that I did not have these thoughts again, he began to think. The cattle shed looked unseemly, too, dilapidated with an ancient little upper level. The diminutive poles of dry fence remained attached to the ceiling of the porch on the other side for piling up hay. Montego's brown barren terrace lay beneath, a great distance away, that now resembled a well-trimmed beardless face after the paddy cultivated emptiness of harvest. When Sherkin went to attend a meeting, Shankar played with the neighboring kids. Montiego needed to leave the shed to herd the cattle. As he herds them far from the barn, he gets back too tired and late in the evening. He remains concerned that the winter grass is too dry to feed the animals. Shankar would soon put his hands inside Montiego's old gray bag in search for sweets. The eager hands could only feel Dad's old radio that he carries to listen to the contemporary news and the ballots of another age. He made his son understand that he would have nothing today if he had not gone to the big river to row the boat. Now he has understood, Montiego thought, when his son talked of it crawling and tugging at Shirkin's back in the kitchen. The thought of some vague risk crowded her mind. Get out, she shirked aloud. Do not curse the child, he said. They seem to be so helpful now. But it's rare to see them around once they are grown up, he thought again. What would they know? It's useless to blame them. A year later, Shankar had gradually learned to pile hay, hold a heavy wooden jar, say a few words, and use signs with the calves. And when Shankar tugged at the calves' ears, Montiego felt the essence of the year dawn. The boy thought he would go to school when he grew bigger. The boy stood beside the unpolished white graveled road in the early morning, waiting for school kids to turn his face towards the passing vehicles that carry little children of his age. And then he gave them a good laugh. He enjoyed watching them as they giggled at him in return. In the evening, dressed in his thick, dusty shirt and worn-out jeans that made his white teeth creak hard, he would go down to the roadside in anticipation of the homecoming kids. The boy then joined his friends to carry the worn-out toy box that his father had brought when he returned home after rowing a boat in the summer. Shankar did get to attend school a few months later. He soon knew that the hard-earned money from their dairy products would pay for the schooling. He could go with his friends to the market to earn half the expenditure that he needed to pay in cents that he needed to pay in cents to the school. He had not yet learned to buy fancy toys for himself, but only a few bundles of southern vegetables 
and the newspapers from Montiego to read at home. In school, he learned remarkable additional signs and words than the few lessons Montiego taught. What were the words and signs he gathered at home? Most of the words and signs referred to the times he tugged at the calves' ears. He learned the words that he could use with other kids while playing with worn-out toys. He picked up expressions that depicted the winning and losing of games besides the words Montiego used to herd the cattle. Montiego reached home with the herd of cattle in the evening, too bitterly tired. He would appear exactly the same with a weather-beaten face each day. Yet he tried to keep up with the newspapers every time. 